Hello and welcome to Capital Ideas. This is where we sit down at the Capitol with members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives and talk about ideas. Today's a little unusual in that it features two lawmakers, a Democrat and a Republican. The fact is, regardless of the hyperpartisan politics that makes the news every day, here in Washington State, most bills in both the State House and Senate pass out with broad bipartisan majorities, many of them unanimous. I'll be quick here so we can get to the conversation sooner. Our Democrat today is Representative Joan McBride of Kirkland. She works for the good people of the 48th District, which includes parts of Bellevue and Redmond, as well as Kirkland, and all of Hunts Point, Yarrow Point, Medina, and Clyde Hill. Our special Republican guest is Representative Terry Neely. He's from Dayton in the 16th District, which includes Walla Walla, Pasco, College Place, Waitsburg, Prosser, and Benton City. The two of them have worked together since last year to develop legislation to reform Washington's Public Records Act, and that's what we'll talk about starting right now. Good morning to both of you. One of the things that people think about when they think about government is that everything that goes on is partisan. And the fact is, here in Olympia, most every bill that passes out of the legislature does so with a bipartisan majority. These bills are a good example of how Republicans and Democrats work together This is Representative Terry Neely. He's a Republican representative from the 16th District, hails from Dayton, and is a former prosecutor. Representative Joan McBride, a Democrat, represents Washington's 48th Legislative District and is a former mayor of Kirkland. Both of you have backgrounds in local government, which is really the area that public records requests have the most impact on. Can you set the stage for these bills that you're going to be working on? Well, sure, and good morning, and thanks for this opportunity. It's nice to be here. For me, it came from my work in local government. You know, I think we all really appreciate transparency in government. I know when I was mayor of Kirkland, we enjoyed and were able to fill 99% of all requests, not a problem. But we had about 1% of our requests that were using up the time of our public records official. That's kind of where I came uh, at it from. And I certainly heard a lot of what I call horror stories, especially in the rural areas of small communities. A vexatious or serial request of a small agency can actually cripple that local government, be it a county, a city, a town, a port district, a school district. They're all subject to the public records laws. And the way the laws were written back in 1972... The intent was to assess a reasonable charge, which at that time still is 15 cents per paper copy. Well, of course, with our advanced technology in the last few years, that's changed a lot. And somebody can request all the records in history of one small agency or any agency, and they have to comply with that request. There's no backup or there's no way out of it. So that's what's really created the problem that we have tried to address with these bills. So your bill would modernize the fee structure, as I understand it. And and for one thing, electronic records would, for the first time, be subject to a reasonable fee. And that's exactly right, because obviously these people took advantage of the law. They said, no, I don't want it in paper. I want it electronically so I can get it for free. And any time you open it up to where it's free, you can ask for anything and it's free, but it puts great burden on the limited resources of a a small agency. 
And so this law just assesses a very reasonable fee for those requests. It's based on the city of Seattle's model. They have already gone completely through the studies of what it actually costs to obtain these records, to send them out electronically, and so forth. So in our bill, it states that if the local agency wants to do the complete uh, study and find out exactly what it costs, they may do so. But if they don't, they can fall back upon the city of Seattle model. Is there any accommodation made for legitimate requests for whom any kind of a fee might be a hardship? Yes, absolutely. There are two bills, first of all, and, and the public needs to know that. The first one is the one that uh, discusses and addresses the, the fees. The second part, the second bill addresses what we call agency responsiveness, which means that an agency also must get up to speed in our modern era obtain more technology, obtain training. And so the, I think that bill helps both sides in going into the future. In Representative Neely's bill, it's made quite clear that any agency may waive a fee due to hardship. And the bill that I'm sponsoring, and that's HB 1594, very much wants to look at agencies and how they can be more responsive. And I think it's really important to talk about the process that Representative Neely and I went through over the last many months. We started in spring of last year, and we had a number of stakeholder meetings, and those stakeholder meetings had 45 people every single time. People from agencies, from the media, these were folks that were requesters. We had attorneys present. We had public records folks all trying to talk honestly and genuinely about the issue. And it was quite an undertaking. And what you'll see before you with the two bills is our ability to come to compromise on how we can move forward and modernize the Public Records Act. And I am proud of the way we all work together. Will everybody like everything in the bill? Oh, probably not. Will we all be able to live with it? I think so. I think we did a great job. And I'd like to talk just briefly about the grant program, which we've actually put in a small funding mechanism for. This grant program especially will help those smaller agencies that haven't been able to update their technology. And that has proven to be one of the things that across the stakeholder group, we have all said there are agencies that don't even have the ability to put some things, even rudimentary documents on the web. This grant program could be a huge help. At this time, the media and, and particularly newspapers might be feeling a little bit beleaguered. Are there any reassurances that you have for them that this bill is not some sort of subtle message to the media? Well, I certainly hope not. Uh, Roland Thompson, who has represented newspapers, has been at every meeting. He has uh, come to the conclusion that a reasonable fee is okay. It should work. And I want to put this in perspective that the state auditor put together a rather large study this last summer, came up with uh, the ones that at least responded to the survey. It cost uh, those agencies $60 million over just in the last year, $10 million just in litigation costs alone. So I think everybody, especially the newspapers, have recognized that this is a serious problem in our state of Washington. It's not going to adversely affect the newspapers, in my judgment, 
the auditor's report showed that they only make up 3% of all the requests. And they acknowledge that a reasonable minor fee is going to help stop some of these vexatious uh, requesters that really use this, this law as a weapon against local agencies. And when you say that it costs the government's $60 million, what that translates into is it costs the taxpayers $60 million. Exactly. I think it's also important to point out that it's for all requesters, but the media in addition... The Public Works Act says first in, first out. First requests into an agency need to be the first out. So as you get backed up behind vexatious requesters or harassing or extraordinary requests, your uh, legitimate, thoughtful requests can get backed up, and that can affect the news media as well. And I think in these particular days, we don't want our news media to be hampered by not being able to get information in a timely uh, manner. Representative Neely, your bill specifically refers to what are called bot requests. Could you first of all define what is a bot request? A bot request is a computer-generated request, which means those requests can come in like in seconds, five seconds every 10 seconds, continuously for hours at a time. Under the existing law, that agency has to respond to every one of those requests. So this bill, we have language in the bill that first of all explains what a a burdensome or extraordinary request is, which would mean just a request for all or substantially all the records, and it includes these bot requests. But it also addresses the bot that the agency still has to respond to at least the first bot request. And then I think it's within 24 hours of another one comes, then they have to respond again. So it doesn't just shut off the request requirement on the agency to respond, but at least they don't have to respond to every continuous request that's in a serial fashion. What is the situation in which a bot request would actually be a legitimate request? Is this not just something set up for harassment? You know, the one that I thought of is some of them would be the credit reporting agencies, for example, and there's some commercial entities that send in maybe a request once a once a day or once a week, and that's a computer-generated request. I would think that in some cases, newspapers or media would want the police blotter mm -hmm. maybe once a day. But it sh shouldn't. This bill goes after the ones that come in in seconds, not the ones that are legitimate that come in like once a day or once every few hours even. Also, Representative Neely's bill leaves it open for agencies to contract with commercial requesters or others if, if, should they need more than one or two bot requests a day. Who's opposed to these bills? At the beginning, I would say the Washington Coalition for Open Government was quite concerned with it because they really want transparency. The newspapers were concerned about it. But after all of these stakeholder meetings, both the, the, the chairman or president of Washington Coalition for Open Government agreed to a reasonable cost or fee, same with the newspapers. Uh, the ones that are still opposed to it would be a handful of lawyers who make their money just making requests primarily, and they have some con still have some concerns. We think these bills will improve transparency and improve the methodology and the course of action to respond more efficiently and more effectively. Primarily because if you remove those handful of very vexatious requesters that monkey up the works, 
it'll improve it for all of us. Also, I would add that, you know, throughout the deliberations and our, our meetings, it became uh, obvious that there are some very large requests that are perfectly legitimate where either maybe it's a news media or maybe it's a, a resident of a town that really wants to go deep into a land use decision has a huge request. That is not a problem. That is something that we want to be sure that that person can get as quickly and as efficiently as possible. This bill, I agree with Representative Neely, is about efficiency and modernizing that 1972 law. And it's about time. What's next? We are scheduled, I understand, to have these bills heard in state government committee of the House. And so we're looking forward to presenting our case before them. And we have a good positive attitude that we can get these bills passed this year. We've also had a number of uh, cities and counties come to us to let us know that they very much support both of these bills. So we're feeling very supported. I'm feeling optimistic. I would also just like to emphasize that this was a, a wonderful bipartisan effort, that we worked um, shoulder to shoulder on this issue. Representative Neely has made his office available. I've made my office available. And this, this was how we spent our summer working on this. And I like to think it's a model for how we can get great things done in the state. I appreciate both of you taking a few minutes to talk about public records, and I just want to let listeners know that if anybody wants to download this particular file, it's free. And that's it for today. If you've enjoyed this conversation, why not subscribe now on iTunes or at housedemocrats.wa.gov. It's free, and it's the easiest way to get a regular dose of capital ideas. Never forget, this is your state government. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats. Thank you for listening.